0: Let's pray. Crazy, huh? How about this one? You know you're really stressed when you start getting on your own nerves. (laughs) How about this one? Life status. I'm currently holding it all together with one bobby pin. (laughs) People will stop asking you questions if you answer back to them in interpretive dance. (laughs) <laughs> I haven't tried that one, but you never know. <laughs> Life would be a million times better if there were pinatas strategically placed throughout the day, wouldn't there? Be? <laughs> if it's true that stress brings on weight loss, weight loss, why am I not invisible? <laughs> Stress level, my life is falling apart faster than a Nature Valley granola bar. <laughs> Try those crumbly ones. And my personal favorite, can someone text me a cup of coffee? <laughs> those are funny, aren't they? But what about these, these, these things I'm going to share with you? Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Jesus Christ said that. How about this one? These things I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. How about this one? We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, cast down, but not destroyed. How about this one? The Lord on high is mightier than the noise of many waters, yea, than the mighty waves of the sea. How about this? He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. Or one of my favorites, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Stress can take on many forms. Although it's not... Um, a Bible word per se that you would find in the Bible, you do find the idea very often referenced in Scripture. And if you um, just came in, we're going to be in Matthew 7, Matthew 7. And then I had a handout. Hopefully you guys all got that. It's a supplemental, um, it's not going to be our notes for this lesson, but I'm going to re- refer to it. It's some extra things that I just learned so much from this study. But stress, Bible words that I'm going to refer to that um, I researched is the word troubled. To be troubled, to be, that is the idea of being stirred or agitated. Careful has the idea of anxious. Distress has the idea of a narrow place, in closely to restrain, to feel trapped. Overwhelm, it has the idea of to cover, often to the point of darkness, like you're walking in a fog, or like waters going over the helm of a ship. Stress can be caused by fear, bitterness, trial, suffering, persecution, so many things. We recently saw in our nation a hurricane, didn't we, that devastated not only us, the different parts of of where we live, but the Bahamas. Have you seen those pictures, just the devastation that was there? And a hurricane is a perfect storm, isn't it? Several things have to happen all at the same time for a hurricane to happen. And in 2017 and 2018, I would call my my perfect storm years. As I was looking back over um this is not a new lesson to me. I've taught a similar lesson before. But I would say that um I have learned it in a new way what i would teach with my mouth (laughs) i've learned it in a new way 2017 and 2018 we all we all have, have kind of been sharing personal stories of things that we've been dealing with with this idea of hope but 2017 and 2018 what i would call my perfect storm years have you ever had those just multiple all those words that i just said have you ever felt those things um, Tim and I recently this summer went through a counseling class, like a, an advanced counseling class. He, he was doing it for his master's degree, my husband, Tim. Um, and I did it to help him and also to learn myself. And I realized after I went through it that I needed counseling. <laughs> <laughs> and it helped me actually. The Lord is so good how he prepares us and he helps us. To deal with a season of life that was a perfect storm for me. I realized that I needed to deal with some sin issues. Um, I I had fears. I had ungodly thinking, um, wicked thinking that I had. It helped me to see that I had gone through 2017, 2018, part of 2018, a season of increased pressure and temptation. And it helped me to see where I had failed the Lord by not handling stress God's way, by not keeping my eyes on Him, praying about these difficult circumstances that I found myself in. And I had to make those things right and confess my sin to the Lord and go to Him and ask for His help. Um, 2017, just a couple things that happened, a very stressful um, 40-hour-plus-a-week job that was just draining, starting to drain the life out of me— a busy ministry schedule. I was traveling every weekend with my husband, late nights, early mornings. We were doing good things. Was I out of God's will? No, I wasn't out of God's will. We were doing lots of good things. But it was really starting to wear on me. That that 2017, my mom's health was failing. Um, she had a really bad couple of months, and I went back there to help take care of her. My husband re-injured his knee. Some of you know he had the knee issues, so he re-injured his knee. I was dealing with um, Mrs. Rogers was our pastor's wife was very sick that year and we almost lost her that year. Um, I was also dealing with, I started having panic attacks. So I look back now and I think, you know, what were these things? But they were panic attacks. I remember going to the ER one night feeling like I was having a heart attack, (laughs) just that feeling inside, like everything's going to explode and they give you something that just calms you down and you know, it's probably just a heartburn case or something like that. But that was a thousand dollar visit that, that I had to deal with and, and, um, Just different things like that that were starting to add up. We also lost, um, you know, I felt very trapped, very overwhelmed, distressed. There was a root of bitterness that I feel like was developing in my heart. And it was spreading out to others. And we also lost Tim's grandfather that year and other people that were close to us. And this would add to my frustration because I would think, this is not the woman that I want to be. This is not the frustrated woman that I want to, to be. And God just broke me. Um, God took me out of that situation, and He just broke me. um, As many of you know, we left um, my job so that we could travel full-time in ministry, and so now we're focusing on that completely. But God really helped me just to see where I was. You know, stress, trouble, distress, overwhelming circumstances will come. And how we respond to them is critical to our spiritual survival and continued growth in the Lord. Matthew 5, 4 says, Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Do you know that word mourn has the idea of bringing to the surface what's hidden underneath? Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. And that word comforted means to call near, to invite. Ladies, it's okay to say, I'm not okay right now. It's okay to admit that you are struggling. It's okay We, we take so much on ourselves, and we, we deal with so much, we try to be so much to all the people in our life. and it's okay to admit that you are struggling. In Matthew chapter seven, you look there in verse twenty four. It says, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell. And great was the fall of it. And Christ is saying, he had just preached his sermon on the mount and had given them all these commands. And he's saying, if you do the things that I tell you, and you build your foundation on me, when life comes at you and you're struggling, you're not gonna fall apart like that that house that's on the sand. You'll stand firm because your house is built upon a rock. It's so important how we handle stress. I have a couple, this is my Mary Poppins bag that I brought with me. Has anybody seen Mary Poppins Return? (laughs) I recently introduced that to my husband and I found sing-along mode in the DVD. He's not a fan of it, <laughs> but I had fun. But there was a book that really helped me. It was during this time that I was navigating um, stressful waters, and it's called Finding Balance in Life. It's by Dr. Um, George T. Crabb, and it's used for, if you've heard of Reformers Unanimous Ministry, it's used for that ministry. and uh, well, It's a product of that ministry, and it really helped me to develop balance in my life. And I just want to read to you just a little part of this book. It's what the effects of stress are. It is very important to understand the effects that combined stress can have on an individual life. The effect is called synergy, when the product is greater than the sum of the parts. We may be able to to be successful when we're dealing with one or two stresses, but as they increase, our rate of frustration and failure rises dramatically. The effects of stress are noticed in every aspect of our lives. Burnout can transpire in three areas, physical, which is your rapid pulse, your high blood pressure, your irritable bowel, your tension headaches. Also, psychological or solical symptoms are just as real symptoms include depression apathy withdrawal mental fatigue anxiety the feeling that things are out of control negative thinking when the physical and the psychological stresses come together it affects our behavior dramatically remember as you think in your heart so are you when we are stressed and fatigued we will begin to behave in a way consistent with these symptoms and this these can be irritation with family and friends and co-workers You see, we can liken stress to a small tree that is still green. You can bend the sapling and it will snap right back. We can bend with stress and snap right back. If you, however, bend the tree until it snaps, then it will die. This is consistent with burnout. People who burn out might say, I can't stand this anymore. I hate this. I don't care anymore. If something doesn't change, I will die. Have you ever said or thought that? I want out of here no matter the cost now there can be healing after burnout but the healing from burnout is a long process and if some total healing is never encountered but as we've been learning there is hope because there is christ there is hope because there is christ we're going to talk about two things that um that we need to to figure out when we're figuring out how to handle stress two ways the first one is to find your why find your why why do we need to manage our stress well i found my why these are some of my whys that god gave to me the first one is that, so that god would be glorified in my life so that god would be glorified in my life so often we look right through the lord and we see our problem when we need to look right through our problem and see the Lord. There's a God that's always in control no matter what's going on. He wants to be glorified. And uh, we have a dear man in our church named Ron. He was diagnosed with terminal cancer. He hasn't been in our church very long. And he will probably see the Lord before this year is out. He's actually praying that he'll make it to our men's meeting that we have there. Um, but we we're not sure if that will happen. But we went to see him recently after a trip before a trip that we took. And he was, you know what his main focus was? At first he was fearful about it all, but his main focus now is the glory of God. He wants God to be glorified. He was sharing verses in scripture with us and he um, was asking for prayer writing down prayer requests he knows what's most important at the end of his life he was such a testimony to us and you know what he's glorifying god through his trial you know we talk about how god knows right where we're at with our trial and he does but you know what else do you know that god entrusts you with trials that is so sobering to me god entrusts me with a trial with suffering And there's a reason why he entrusted you with that. And that's a great responsibility. Then uh, my next why was that I belong to Christ. I belong to him. My life is not my own. I belong to him. He knows what's best, and he is molding my character to be more like Christ. Whatever stresses that I go through, he has a bigger plan than what I can see. And then my third why others are watching you there's a responsibility that we have our children our family our friends unsaved people you are leaving a legacy by the way you handle life by the way that you respond what will people remember about you you know out of my mary poppins bag so often we walk around life and we can just see what we can see, right? But I want to encourage you to take the your glasses, take your life, and put on your Jesus glasses. These are my Jesus glasses that I brought with me today, my Jesus glasses. I want to see life through God's eyes, not my own, not my own. I want to look around and see around the people that need Christ, the people who maybe I would be hindering if I didn't handle this situation correctly. Put on your Jesus glasses so that Jesus can be seen in you. What does he want to use you to do to make a difference in this world? The value of a life begins with the value of a day. One single day God gives you, to live. How will you make the most of your days? And I didn't want to live them stressful and burnt out. I knew something had to change. And I just went to the Lord and I, I asked him, you know, God, please help me. I, as we came here, I was sharing with the ladies, um, our last revival meeting with you all in 2017, it was a little stressful. I ended up having to come back up here by myself, and it had snowed that day. And I remember how what a, a stressful of a situation that was. And that was just like one of the things that happened during, it was multiple things like that that happened during that year. Um, and I was really on the verge of burnout, really was. And I, But I, I wanted to be so many things for so many people. And I I was dealing with the fear of man, of wanting the approval of others, too. I had to get that right with the Lord. Um, But we will stand before God and give an account of our choices to Him. And I was sharing that with the ladies, and it brought tears to my eyes. Because I always think of that when we come back this way. I think of that traumatic day. Uh, (laughs) But now, now, God has brought me kind of on the other side of this stressful season. And now, there's so much hope. That I felt and as we were driving I was sharing that what brought tears to my eyes was that there is hope there is I remember how hopeless I felt back then feeling so trapped and now I feel hopeful there's a difference because God has brought me through not only our why find your why why should you not be stressed maybe you know we always want to glorify God with our life it belongs to him there's people who are coming behind us but how Not just why, but how. How are we going to make sense of this life? Because so much is coming at us all the time, right? It can be discouraging. But how will we respond in a way that honors God and keeps us from burning out? The first way is to remember that God has a plan for you. But not only that. If you look at your paper that I gave to you, um, this is something that we did in that counseling class with a number of topics. And it really helped me to understand some things god has a plan for you in any situation what we looked at was specifically marriage counseling so we looked at god's plan for the wife god's plan for the husband but do you know not only that satan has a plan for you he has an agenda the bible says we're not ignorant of his devices he has an agenda but not only that we have a plan Okay. Our heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? We have a plan. And what my responsibility is to make sure that I'm always aligning myself with God's plan. And I really prayed and went through scripture about stress and stressful situations. What is my responsibility no matter what happens in my life? What is my responsibility in my response to God, in, my, in Christ, in prayer, in God's character? You know, so for all of these things, Satan has a direct opposite that he wants you to do. And let me tell you this, ladies. Um, we're responsible for the way that we respond The Bible says the way of a transgressor is hard. And if we violate biblical principle, that's going to cause some stress just on its own. Maybe examine your own life and say, have I violated something here that God specifically told me to do? Maybe this is why I'm dealing with stress. And align yourself back with what God wants you to do violating God's word will compound our stress the way of a transgressor is hard are you aligning your life to his plan for dealing with stress so when you go home maybe you can take this and 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 figure out some ways that you what has your plan been what has your plan been in dealing with stressful situations and I encourage you not just with stress but with many topics like the thought life what does God say about our thoughts what does God say about my role as a wife what does God say about how I handle my money And what would Satan try to do to attack me in that area? And it helps you see visually on paper what is the right way, what God wants you to do. And then the second how is to root my life in Christ, to run to Him in any trouble. The Bible says, pour out your heart before Him. God is a refuge for us. The Bible says, come boldly to His throne of grace. Is that just me tiptoeing up? you know, to God and saying, can you please help me? No, it's me laying out my heart before him, letting the tears hit the floor if I can't mouth the words. Have you ever been there? God knows your heart. Don't try to go at it on your own. And that was another thing I had to deal with. I was trying to do everything on my own. I was trying to to figure it out and keep all these balls juggling in the air, and I was failing. And that was something God dealt with me about. And then just some practical helps, four things that God really helped me with practically. They all start with um, R, the letter R. These are just practical helps to manage stress and carry on. That reminds me of a joke. Why are pirates scary? Because they are. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> good. <laughs> all right um the the first r is and these are sequential so one builds on the other and i don't think you want to get them out of order at least i found for me um the first one is to rest rest it's god that puts the importance on rest god very clearly in genesis 2 shows us that he rested after all that work he rested we don't want to work 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 so that we can rest we want to work from a place of rest. And some of you with small children are probably saying, what are you even talking about? <laughs> you don't even know. Um, I know that that can be a stressful time, but it's so important. And not just sleeping. I'm not just talking about sleeping because you could have all the sleep that you need and be in turmoil on the inside. Mark six thirty-one. Jesus, a traumatic thing has just happened in that chapter. John the Baptist died, was beheaded a terrible death. He was a a good friend, Jesus' cousin. He was very important to them. And Jesus saw that they were exhausted. It says here, he said, he said to his disciples unto them, come ye yourselves apart into a desert place and rest a while for there was many coming and going and they had no leisure so much as to eat. He saw they were exhausted and they were probably very sad. And so he told them to come apart. And that's what he's telling you, ladies. If you're stressed today, if you're going through a season that's just difficult, um, he wants you to rest. And there were a couple things that helped me specifically to learn how to rest. The first one was to set boundaries. Boundaries. Isn't that hard for us? It's so hard because it's hard to set boundaries with ourselves, And then also with other people. Um, we need God's help with this. We really do. You have a God-given limitation. You can't do everything, contrary to what society might think. Um, boundaries will keep the world from crashing down on you. It's not selfish to set boundaries. It's caring for yourself that you, so that you can more effectively serve and fulfill the roles that God has called you to. Where does God want you to say no, and where does he want you to say yes? or maybe he says not for this season but maybe later in this season that's why it's so important to go to him and ask for wisdom i love that verse james 1 5 if any of you lack wisdom and let me tell you what that wisdom is referring to if you look in the book of proverbs i believe it's like eight or nine i can't remember i could look it up but it's the wisdom that god used to create the world Wow, can you understand completely the intricacies of our world and our planets and all this? And when God says, if you ask for wisdom, I will give you wisdom. And I made the world, (laughs) heaven and earth. And we can go to him and ask for wisdom. If you're a service-oriented person, I am. (laughs) Um, I'm recovering. (laughs) It can be harder. It can be harder. But serving is my spiritual gift. It's where I feel like God has gifted me. But I have to set boundaries because I can't do everything that everyone wants me to do. And no one can be a wife to my husband. You know, I'm the only one that can fulfill that role.
1: Um,
0: Even Jesus set boundaries and he lived within them. So boundaries, it's very important that you set boundaries to whatever unique place you are at in life. And then the second was taking times for purposeful rest. Purposeful rest. You know, we do schedule vacations, but a vacation's not going to carry you throughout a whole year, is it? No. We need times, first of all, of deep sleep. Times that we are are specifically, if you're struggling with sleep, putting the devices away, having an evening routine that helps you to calm down. Even time away just for a few hours in the morning or the evening. Having a morning routine, an evening routine, routine that will give life to you that will help to focus your mind on God. That has been part of my healing process, is to have purposeful rest. It's so nice to come to this conference and not be exhausted um, and to be refreshed. And then also surrender. Surrender. Sometimes we don't have true rest because in our heart, we're just fighting, 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 fighting. We have a dear man that um, many of our ladies will know. His name is um, Dave Welch, and he is Um, actually took, he's a, they have a small church in our area, about an hour from us. And he, his son took another church in our area and he became the interim pastor. So, so the whole family was in the church, but he became the interim pastor when his son took another church. And, um, he's also a fire chief, volunteer fire chief. He works a full-time job. His wife was diagnosed with cancer this year, just had breast cancer surgery last week. Um, and now he's running this church preparing three messages a week and we saw him just a few weeks ago the calmest i've ever seen him he usually looked tired you know and just a lot a lot on him but he was the calmest we'd ever seen him and you know what he said to us he said i was at the men's meeting last year he said i was up in the balcony after the and after the preaching he said i don't know i don't know how i made it from the balcony to the altar but i came to the altar and i surrendered everything to God. I surrendered it all to God. Everything he had been struggling with, he just gave it all to God and surrendered it to him. And he was still living in that spirit of surrender. You could see it visibly on his face. And so often we struggle physically or or emotionally because we're fighting the Lord. Where are you fighting the Lord and not surrendering to him? And then this is a practical one, taking time to be in nature. I don't want to sound all weird on you, but it really makes a difference to take time to go out into nature. Mrs. is talking about how much she loves the beach, and you know why? That's probably a place of peace for her, a place of rest. Getting out in nature and seeing... <sighs> what our Creator has done. It reminds you, it's not all about me. It's not all about this problem. You know, getting out in nature and seeing creation, taking a walk in the woods, looking at the sunrise. It was really pretty this morning, by the way. I got to see it. The sunrise, the sunset, um, going to the ocean, you know, taking a walk. All these things will help us to remember our Creator. And you know, when I look at our Creator, And I look at our creator that made all of that. It really helps me not to stress out, to know that he is in control. And it's typically free to do those things. You know, you don't have to go to a therapy session or something like that. It's typically free to go out into nature and to see those things. Another thing is godly music. We have been so refreshed by music, haven't we, this week? Oh, so refreshed by it godly music has been such a help to me if you're struggling in any specific area and our phones make it so much more available to us to have godly music playing all the time if, if there's a song that you love we looked it up on youtube you know there's so much out there that's available to us and then another thing that helped me was just laughter just laughter i have a little paper here my husband when he had his first knee injury several years ago Um, We had to go through physical therapy, and it was really hard because his his knee had become so stiff, and it was really hard, and you know, it's a lot of stress on your body, and I remember we were at one particular physical therapy session, and I was reading this magazine, and um, it, it struck me so funny. I started laughing, and I showed my husband, and he started laughing, and we were under so much just stress at that time, we were laughing so hard, we were crying, and people started coming over to us. And it's just the funniest, silliest thing, but it's for fiber. It's for fiber, and everything in the refrigerator starts with an F. So instead of milk, it's filk. Instead of bread, it's fred. Instead of fetch up or ketchup, it's fetchup. Faple five, furky, fuffins, fogart. It struck us so funny. This paper's 10 years old. <laughs> and I often take it out and look at it because it reminds me that we need to laugh. We need to have fun. We need to enjoy what we're doing. My husband and I travel a lot all the time. And he makes life just you guys think he's quiet but he's not he actually is really 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 fun and we'll be an hour down the road and he'll say okay we've reached cruising altitude it's safe to take off your seatbelts," like we're in an airplane he just he often will lean over and tell me these are the best days of our lives and we really believe that and just laughter, finding things that bring you joy. That was one thing that I also um, was just convicted by is that I had lost my joy. I had let it be stolen away. And God has helped me renew my joy. I, I... God has given me the personality that I have, and I would, it, its more positive, I guess. And I think He gave it to me for the ministry that we do. But I was losing it. I wasn't using it the way God wanted me to use it. And He's helped to restore the joy of my salvation. So rest was the first R, and then the second R is to renew. We need to renew both physically and spiritually. Second Corinthians four sixteen. For the which cause we faint not, though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. We've talked a little bit about this already, but you gotta be in that secret place. You do. You're like your life depends on it because it does. Your battles will be won or lost in prayer. That still small voice of God that brings you back, that tells you that you are loved, you are cared for, that God is with you. We need it in that secret place. And then also a quiet time with God that includes thanksgiving. So often we have a a prayer list and that's important, but we need a praise list. Thank you, God. Do you know that, um, do you know that, um, being unthankful is part of being unsaved? It's a spiral downward. If you look at Romans 1, being unthankful is part of being saved. You have a loving God who knows exactly what you're facing at every moment. And he tells us in everything, give thanks. So make a habit of just writing down what you're thankful for. Every Make it part of your routine that you're going to do to help you be less stressed. Make a habit of writing down what you're thankful for, and it really changes your perspective. It really does. Complaining and murmuring, that's part of being unsaved. We don't want that to have a place in our life Ask God for specific scripture that would meet your particular need. And then physically, I am constantly working on this one. I'm not very good at it and it has not gotten any better since we started traveling because that's a whole different ball game when you're traveling all the time. But making sure that you're drinking enough water. Sometimes we struggle physically because we don't, or we, have, we feel more stressful and it's harder to handle it because we haven't taken care of ourselves physically. And I'm really trying to work on this one. Drinking enough water. Also our food choices what we eat and how much we eat. Um, it can it can have an effect on how we handle stress, how we handle life, and even exercise. Do you know that's a natural way to relieve stress? That's very good for you. It's so good to just take, you know, go for a walk in the morning or take some time. It's so important to take care of yourself. And, you know, um, on this paper, I, I, this is actually from a book this doctor also wrote called Stress, Stress, Stress. How to Biblically Handle It, God's Answer for the Disabling Effects of Stress, just a little booklet. He goes through how each of these different um, stresses, these different sins, how they can hurt those particular body systems if we don't handle them biblically. So like guilt can attack our nervous system, anger our cardiovascular system, and so on. It really does wreak havoc on your body. It's so important that we um, let go of those things. And then the third R is relationships. Relationships. This is something that I've really tried to focus on um, in this last year. You are bombarded on a daily basis by wicked, sinful thinking, aren't we? All around us, find ways to have face-to-face communication with others. Not just texting, not just in letter, but face-to-face communication with others. You know we have a responsibility in Titus 2 to mentor. We have a responsibility. And that's something I've really been studying this last year. Older women taking younger women by the hand and helping them to live for God, showing them what it means to be a godly woman. We have a responsibility to do that. Some of you ladies that are older, you have are a wealth of wisdom to teach other ladies. Some of you that are younger, these ladies are a wealth of wisdom, things that you don't know what to do, you don't understand. Um, they might not just come up to you and offer their wisdom. They may just wait for you to seek them out. Mentoring is such an important part of our calling as women Maybe there's a, a, a lady who has toddlers and she really just needs to have an adult conversation that does not include bodily functions. Maybe <laughs> there is um, a woman who's ministering to her sick husband and an elderly parent. Maybe there is um, oh single mom who's working hard to make ends meet. Put those Jesus glasses on. Take someone out for coffee. Invest your time in people. People help to change people. And you all, all of us could probably think of people who have made a tremendous difference in our life. And you could be that person for someone else. If you're dealing with bitterness, oh ladies, reconcile it. It will hurt you. It will hurt you both spiritually. It's a prime ground in your life for the devil to get in reconcile with people it can start so small and we really have to watch out for it and then the fourth r is your role your role you have unique gifts and talents that god has given to you roles that only you can fill you know you may be a wife a mom a grandma an aunt um there may be a job that god has given you to do or called you to do what has god called you to do and gifted you for what breathes life into you that's not an accident there's a reason why God wants you to do what you're doing, why that brings life into you and brings you joy. God gives us fresh vision for what he wants our lives to be. And then just practically just a few tips that have really helped me that I'm trying to do. You guys probably know these already, but get organized. It's stress can, be, it's so stressful when you're unorganized, isn't it? That visual clutter is stressful for you and it's stressful for your family. Getting organized will be such a big help. Even if it's just like 15 minutes a day, you don't have an hour to overhaul or a day to overhaul your house. Um, Get organized. Constantly purge your life, your closet, your purse, your home, your schedule. Constantly be purging out. And then living by a schedule that reflects your unique calling and your life stage. Even if on your schedule today is keep the kids alive, you know what? That is a good goal. <laughs> I babysat a toddler this year. The Lord has not given my husband and I children yet. We're, we've been married for 16 years. It's a big prayer and desire of our hearts. Um, so I'm not there yet. But um, I know this year I babysat a toddler for 10 days, and that's a huge accomplishment to keep him <laughs> alive. <laughs> so, um, And then simplicity. Simplicity wins the day. Uh, we can do so many lavish things, but we really need to focus on one thing. What's important? What's most important in this situation? And then, of course, taking care of your home and yourself. 1 Kings 17 through 19. I encourage you to read through that. 1 Kings 17 to 19. I was we closed here. 1 Kings 17 to 19. We find Elijah. Elijah has a prophet of God. Okay, he's a man of God that God is using in amazing ways. But we come to chapter 19, and he wants to die. Wow. How did he get there? How did he get there? What happened, you'll find out in the previous two chapters, that would bring him to that point. A man so greatly used of God, you'll find that he was dealing with a wicked king and queen, He was in the center of god's will but the brook dries up okay so there's no water but that was an answer to prayer for what he had prophesied but there's no water he finds the widow of zarephath and god tells him to tell her that he needed to feed her first when she's gonna feed her children and die she's hopeless that would be hard don't you think for a person to tell her no, no no you feed me first this is what god has said to do not only that, the widow's son dies, and she blames Elijah. So what do you think that he's feeling and saying to God during this time? Okay, that not just that. Then he deals with the prophets of Baal, and that whole story. He's the one in the minority. He's repairing an altar, so it's probably physically exhausting. He deals with that whole situation. God comes through. Um, the fire comes down from heaven, lights the altar. He kills the false prophets. Okay, there were probably over 400 of them. He kills them. That's a little exhausting. Okay, then he runs down the mountain ahead of Ahab's chariots. I've been on that mountain. It's not an easy run. (laughs) I didn't run down it. He runs down the mountain. Then he's threatened by Jezebel, and he runs between 150 to 200 miles away from her. You can imagine he's physically exhausted. His adrenaline is pumping. Can you imagine what you would be like during this time? You know you're doing God's will, but you're exhausted. How does God respond to him? Do you see, uh, if you study through this, 1 Kings 19, God makes him rest. God makes him rest. God feeds him, brings him food. God makes him rest again. And then God ministers to him in that still, small voice. And he actually changes his ministry to be a mentor to Elisha. God knew right where he was at. He sees you and he knows exactly where you are at. You are not forsaken and you are not alone. On this paper I gave you, there are so many stressful situations in Scripture So many. As I started studying this, I couldn't pick out. Elijah was the one I picked out. But there are so many stressful situations that our Bible characters had to endure. And I just want to encourage you, if you want an extra Bible study, I put that there. What stressful situation were they facing? How did they react? Or what did they do? And then what did God do in response to their situation? And all these different um, characters' lives. It's a great Bible study if you want to just take extra time to see how did these Bible characters deal with their stress? It's there for our learning. In our closing, we're just about done. you guys are being so patient. We're just about done. but um, when you go home today, Google this illustration because it, it's such, I'm gonna say it, but if you see it on um, YouTube, <laughs> if you see it, it's so much more powerful. But this is called The Karate Kid Breaks the Board. It was a heartwarming moment when children in a karate class cheered on their classmate trying to break a board. The young boy was having a little trouble and was visibly tearing up. His classmates were yelling out tips and his coach was striving to guide him. He even tried to sit down on the mat and a little boy pushed him back up. The other children started to chant his name. And through his tears, he continued to try and try and try to break that board. Just a little guy trying to break it until finally he was able to break the board. And in that moment, his classmates rushed to hug him and tackle him to the ground. And the crowd went wild. Has anybody seen that? On on, Yeah, it's just the sweetest thing. Oh, when I saw that, my heart just... I thought about the day that I'm going to stand before the Lord. The day that I'm going to stand before Christ. It motivates me every day to think of that day. You know, one day we will all stand before Him. One day we will see Him. And you know, on that day, everything will make sense then. The things that you're dealing with right now that just don't make sense to you, that are difficult for you, we will understand. All of this will be worth it. There's a heavenly host of heroes of faith that have gone before us that cheer you on, cheer your name. Go, Megan. Go, Megan. Don't quit. Don't stop. Don't quit. You can do this because of Christ. This is our time, ladies, our generation, to make a difference for God. And at times you may cry, you may fail, you may want to give up. But just like that little boy, ladies, press on keep moving forward, keep calm and carry on as the saying says, and go in the strength of Christ because he has left us his peace. He has left us with everything that we need. John 14, 27, peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Let's pray. Thank you so much, Lord, for...